0: Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we rewind back to 2011 for an interview I had with Steve Rogers, son of the late Adrian Rogers, who pastored Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis for 33 years and has heard on Love We're Finding Ministries across our network. Steve Rogers is the president and co-founder of the Adrian Rogers Pastor Training Institute. Steve was working with Jamie Taylor, a great-grandson of the late Hudson Taylor, the most widely used missionary in China's history. During his 51 years of service there, his China Inland Mission established 20 mission stations, brought 849 missionaries to the field, trained some 700 Chinese workers, raised $4 million by faith, and developed a witnessing Chinese church of 125,000. It's been said at least 35,000 were his own converts, and that he baptized some 50,000. Now, Steve Rogers and Jamie Taylor have joined together to talk about creating a network to take the Adrian Rogers Pastor Training Institute to China.
1: When the communists took over it in the late 40s and then into the early 50s, all of the missionaries had to leave China. And uh, leaving China, CIM or OMF missionaries then scattered to different parts of Southeast Asia and began work in places like Thailand in Malaysia in the Philippines, uh, in Taiwan, Japan, etc. And then the name shifted in 1965 to, I guess, to reflect uh, a new era in the history of the mission to focus on a broader East Asia geographical sphere.
0: We're going to take you inside the vast land of China, through the eyes of a missionary who's actually in Memphis right now he was going to be here in the studio with us but because of the time change you know there's quite a bit of difference in time between Memphis Tennessee and mainland China and so when you travel back some probably 17 hours of flight time maybe more I'm not sure the exact time that our guest flew but when you do that you get jet lag and jet lag is really strange if you've never had it before my family and I were missionaries on the island of Guam. And so uh, Guam is in that Asia-Pacific Rim, not too far from China. And so when you fly over here, you do get really thrown off. So we're going to introduce our guest in a moment. But in the studio today, we want to welcome Steve Rogers. Steve is, Steve, I don't know if the official title is President Director of the Adrian Rogers Pastor Training Institute, but it's good to have you here on Mid-South Viewpoint. Byron,
2: it's incredible to be here, and I brought you some great weather. You did? Yeah. From the land of Florida where you live. Actually, we had sunshine when I left, so i that, that's a false statement.
0: Yeah, um, I tell you, I'm kind of jealous. I was telling you, your wife, Cindy, she often will post on her Facebook pictures of her Kayaking there in the ocean of Florida, right? I'm quite jealous, especially having lived on an island myself. I love the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll come on
2: down. We'll take you out sometime. Uh, I Appreciate yeah. that.
0: But Steve Rogers is the eldest son of the late Doctor Adrian Rogers. Of course, the ministry of Adrian Rogers is a legacy in the lives of so many people. I um, personally was touched by the ministry of Doctor Rogers through his preaching at Bellevue Baptist Church for so many years as a young teenager when I came to faith in Christ and some one told me, said, you know, you need to grow in your faith. You need to learn more about Jesus. And so uh, I hear there's this Bible teacher called Adrian Rogers. You ought to see about going to his church. Well, I was about 16, 17 years old at that time, was there for many, many years under the teaching of your dad, Steve. And what a blessing and blessing to so many people.
2: But it's good to have you here in the studio. Thank you. It's incredible to be in Memphis. Now, I live in Florida, but I'm in Memphis as much as I can. Uh, Byron, what's so exciting to me my mom our family is though my dad went to heaven five years ago this past november 15th but his ministry and his legacy is alive today and is expanding all over the world before he died six months before he went to heaven we videotaped his entire pastor training curriculum after he went to heaven spent a year turned into a 10 dvd course so it's video-based I added up how many pastors had come to one of our conferences here in Memphis at Bellevue, and it was about 350 over the whole three or four years that we did the pastor training live with my dad. And then I've just added up how many pastors we've taken through this course all over the world, over 15,000 pastors on five continents now, just since 2007, starting in Africa. Then we went to India, back to Africa, and now we're going all through south america because it's in spanish and now the latest thing we're doing the reason we're having this meeting tonight we're calling it send adrian rogers to china because we want to take this same course put it in mandarin chinese and then hand it off like you hand off a baton to the next relay we want to hand off this pastor training curriculum in mandarin chinese to the leaders of the chinese house church and let them take it and give it in the hands of their people and just let it be a tool well, Steve, back in
0: 1854, the great J. Hudson Taylor was the founder, of course, of the China Inland Mission. Anybody who has studied the missiology and has studied the work of missions around the world you will always study the name J. Hudson Taylor. Well, we have the privilege today to have his fifth-generation grandson to mm-hmm. take part in our program. Jamie, as he's affectionately known, right. is a little jet-lagged, so we say you you stay there at the hotel and rest, and so we're going to hook up with him in just a few moments. But I want to talk a little bit more about the pastor's teaching curriculum you were talking about. What type of elements are involved in the resource
2: that your dad produced? Well, it's, it's video-based, and so... We have it in 10-DVD curriculum. We've also combined it onto one disc. It's a DVD-ROM, and it's like watching YouTube. So those of you who are technical know what kind of – it's flash video, and it's nine gigabytes of video files all on one – dual layer DVD-ROM, which is quite a technological achievement, but that is allowing us to spread this really wide, much more than the 10 DVDs, because it's just expensive to produce 10 DVDs. And now, this year, we're taking the entire course online in a full-fledged e-learning course. We're going to make it affordable. We're going to have the bandwidth and the server power to where we can literally train tens of thousands of pastors all over the world at the same time. So we're very excited about this.
0: Talk, Steve, if you will, a moment about you taking up the baton of this ministry, because I know your background has a lot to do with music. You're a musician, you're a songwriter, you've been a
2: music director at church, you've actually even produced J Strack's nationwide radio program. Yeah. Byron, I was the second person ever to graduate from, at that time, Memphis State University with their, at that time, very new program in commercial music production. And so for 25 years, I did recording studio, arrange, produce some some radio and stuff like that. In the 90s, when everything kind of became computerized, I kind of shifted sideways into video because the way you edit video and the way you edit music on a computer, nonlinear timeline is very similar. And so I started doing projects with my dad. So we worked together. We We weren't ever on the same church staff. I never was a minister at his church or anything like that. But towards the end of his life, maybe the last 10 years or so, we worked on a number of projects. And then uh, when he was getting ready to retire from Bellevue Baptist Church, he said, I want to spend the rest of my life training pastors. He said, will you help me put together a course and a curriculum and a conference that we will do? And he said, I want to be doing this for the next 15 years of my life. At the time, he was 72 years old. I said, yeah, let's do that. And so we did it. My dad was the teacher, I did everything else. I put together the books. I did the website, did the registration. So we had always had like waiting room for the next conference. And we just, well, well this is good. And then um, my dad, you know, got cancer. Six months later, he's in heaven. And so we called everybody or emailed them that had paid for the next thing. We said, we're sending you your money back. You know, Agent Rogers died, and obviously, you know, there's no more Pastor Training Institute. But we had videotaped the one we did a month before he got the cancer report. And so we felt led to turn that into a video-based course. It was released in 2007. Before it was even finished, we had gone to Africa with it, to Kenya. And then we got invitations, you've got to come to India. Later in 2007, we spent almost a month in India going all over with a a screen. We'd taken our luggage, a projector, a projector. The 10 dvds and a little dvd player we just go from town to town and set it up and the response was overwhelming and so uh i didn't plan to do this the rest of my life and and here god's just like opening more doors now than ever before of course this is a a family venture because of course your mom is deeply involved right. in the in the ministry too exactly as well as your brother david and my brother david was a missionary in spain for almost 20 years god brought his family back to the united States. And now David, of course, is fluent in Spanish, and he just got back from Uruguay, but we got our Spanish our course done in Spanish a year and a half ago, and the response in all of Latin America is just overwhelming. They love the course.
0: We're going to continue with our conversation. Steve Rogers is here talking about sending Adrian Rogers to China with the Adrian Rogers Pastors Training Institute. We also are going to welcome Jamie Taylor to the broadcast. We're going to take a short break and come back on the other side with our guest right after this.
3: Loveworth Finding ministries here's pastor, teacher, and author, Dr. Adrian Rogers, with a treasure from the Word. Romans 8 and verse 28. And we know, KNOW, that all things work together for good to them that love God, and to them that are the call. According to His purpose. What is the good? What is the good that it all works together for? Listen, in verse 28 I'm going to tell you something profound. It's followed by verse 29. For, and that word for is a preposition which means unto, it moves towards something. For, because whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of of His Son." Do you know what the good is that all things are working together for? That we be conformed to the image of God's Son, and how wonderful that is that you and I can be like the Lord Jesus Christ, and be with the Lord Jesus Christ, be glorified with Him in eternity. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website
0: at lwf.org. We've got Steve Rogers. Steve is with the Adrian Rogers Pastor Training Institute talking about sending Adrian Rogers to China. I like that theme, Steve. We're here to share also with our next guest is the uh, fifth-generation grandson of J. Hudson Taylor who founded the China Inland Mission back in 1854. I remember in Bible college, Steve, I think there was a, a movie or a film that was put together on uh, Hudson Taylor's life And I was really intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, seeing his story was part of what caused me to want to get into missions. Of course, Missionary Radio, is my family served with Transworld Radio on the island of Guam, one of the main ministries from Guam is to broadcast into mainland China through radio. So I have a heart for this ministry and what you guys are doing through your dad's training for pastors. Hopefully we can trust God that this will be translated into Mandarin and seeing house church leaders and pastors in China being able to have the tools that they need to better raise up their congregations and the Lord. So right now, let's uh, see a Jamie Taylor. I believe you should be on the line right now. Are you there, Jamie? Yes, I am. Great. Welcome to Memphis, first of all. Well, thank you. Uh, I was telling Steve, I understand that the jet lag there, having lived the uh, Asia-Pacific Rim and knowing the, the long travel, it, it uh, can be uh, weary on your body and adjusting to the time chains and the difference there
1: tried not to fall asleep. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay.
0: First of all, it's a real pleasure to talk with you, Jamie, and Steve has given me a little bit of background on the ministry. Now, of course, you were born in Taiwan, I believe.
1: Yeah, born and raised in Taiwan. My parents uh, were missionaries in, in Asia and Taiwan and Singapore, and then later on in, in Hong Kong uh, for just over 50 years. But it was uh, in Taiwan that, together with my two older sisters, uh, I was born and, and basically was raised in Taiwan until college, university, where when I came back to the
0: U.S. for study. There was a time that you thought, Do I really want to be a missionary? Do I, you know, want to maybe uh, open a restaurant somewhere? I mean, tell us about the specific call in your life to be a missionary and to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Well, I, I don't think I ever thought about opening a restaurant. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I obviously I think, as is the case for many who are brought up in a Christian home, the whole issue of salvation and the lordship of Jesus Christ often is, is a tremendous struggle, and I struggled with that as well throughout my teenage years. In terms of my own conversion experience, uh, it was really during my last year of high school. I was attending a a missionary children's boarding school in in the central part of Taiwan called Morrison Academy, and uh, there was a teacher at the school, actually a Southern Baptist missionary by the name of Wendell Power, who who really uh, reached out. The Lord, through him, brought me into a, a, a clear understanding of my own need for Jesus Christ as not only my Savior, but also His Lordship in my life. Uh, And so it was really only when I was 18 that I was converted. And then probably the more instrumental point in time was after I had finished university and was wrestling with what do I do with my life? Uh, What does the Lord want to do with my life? That the Lord brought Uh, another, what we would call, mentor into my life. uh, He, Mr. David Aidney, or or Reverend David Aidney, was a retired China Inland missionary living in Berkeley, California. And for two years, Mr. Aidney really uh, brought me under his wings and was used very much by the Lord to help me come to know God's call in my life, especially to serve the Lord full-time, and that the Lord Uh, in the kingdom of God, there are no grandkids, and that I, in moving forward to serve the Lord in full-time ministry, was doing so, not so much because my father was a missionary, or my grandfather was a missionary, or for that matter, his father or his grandfather was a missionary, but rather God was calling Jamie Taylor to serve the Lord. So it was really probably, through those two people, obviously there were others uh, certainly, including my parents, but you know, as I look back, it was really those individuals who really impacted my life and were used by God to to mold
0: my life. Jamie, currently you uh, serve as the director for mobilization of OMF Overseas Missionary Fellowship, was what uh, used to be the China Inland Mission, which your great great grandfather founded.
1: That is correct. Uh, it, the CIM was founded in 1865. Uh, And then the name shifted to OMF International in 1965. So exactly 100 years after the finding of the CIM, they shifted the name to reflect the fact that we no longer had any missionaries in China because when the communists took over it in the late 40s and then into the early 50s, all of the missionaries had to leave China. And uh, leaving China, CIM or OMF, missionaries then scattered to different parts of Southeast Asia and began work in places like Thailand in Malaysia in the Philippines, uh, in Taiwan, Japan, etc. And then the name shifted in 1965 to, I guess, to reflect a, a new era in the history of the mission to focus on a broader East Asia Geographical
0: sphere. Jamie, if you will discuss for us the foundation that your great great grandfather laid there, I know at great sacrifice, death to his children, I think his wife died on the mission field there. He was made fun of by fellow missionaries because of his way of uh, trying to connect with the people of China, which was to, uh, to dress like them, to have his hair like them, and to try to bridge the gap of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with the people of China. He did, of course, lay that foundation with great sacrifice. What remnants or what have you seen even today, being over 100 years from the beginning, have you seen results of your great-great-grandfather's ministry?
1: Well, I, I think there, there well, maybe there, there are two levels, obviously. I think the, the first question maybe you're, you're asking is, you know, what are some of the, the principles that Hudson Taylor and the leadership of the China Inland Mission laid uh, in the formation of, of, of that mission? And certainly I would have thought there were a number of fairly foundational principles Uh, including the urgent evangelism of of China, uh, especially the inland parts of China, Uh, the focus on contextualizing, uh, not the the message as well as the messenger. You've talked about uh, the wearing of of Chinese clothes. Uh, The CIM was actually nicknamed rather derogatorily, uh, but it was nicknamed the Pigtail Mission, because all of the missionaries or the male missionaries had to had to grow pigtails back in those days. Uh, certainly, I think Hudson Taylor's focus on on prayer and uh, depending upon the faithfulness of God. I mean, he was one of the better known quotes uh, of Hudson Taylor is God's work done in God's way will not lack will not lack God's provision. And so, uh, a faithful dependence upon the dependence upon the faithfulness of God. Uh, certainly, the C.I.M. Uh, was fairly cutting edge in terms of its mobilization of, of non-clergy as well as women into the mission field. Uh, something that really was almost unheard of in Hudson Taylor's day. And so, I think in that sense, he was he was very much on the on the cutting edge. Uh, and then, obviously, other issues, for instance, interdenominationalness of the CIM, uh, the international flavor of the CIM, where it wasn't just uh, one nationality, but uh, a, a whole host of nationalities joining. So, you know, I think there, there were a number of, of things that sort of laid uh, at the foundation of the of the CIM. Uh, Certainly, I think the the spiritual heritage, as I have traveled uh, in China over these last uh, 15, 20 years, I think the spiritual heritage uh, uh, that was laid by many, many CIM missionaries, uh, the the spreading of the gospel, the establishment of churches, uh, the building up of indigenous pastors and, and church leaders, You know, all of these things, I think, have have laid a spiritual foundation for the Church in China, and over and over again, I, you know, people will tell me uh, they were a part of a CIM church, or their father was a CIM pastor, and so I think uh, the Lord, in His graciousness, it wasn't just Hudson Taylor. There were countless of missionaries who faithfully and sacrificially served in China and built a foundation on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those fruits continue to be sown today.
0: Well, Jamie, an estimated 45,000 new believers are being added to the Church of China daily, if the stats I have are true. And when you look at a a growth explosion like this, there is need, obviously, of church leadership. It's, It's a need of church pastors to be properly trained. And I think this is where the relationship with the Adrian Rogers pastor Training Institute comes into play here. We look at sending Adrian Rogers to China. Tell our friends why this is so important.
1: Well, I, I think as we we look at as you have highlighted the growth of the church in China, you know how many are turning to the Lord each day is obviously in the only known by only known by the Lord, and uh, obviously being asked over and over again how many Christians there are in China. My my typical tongue-in-cheek responses that Jesus told Peter to feed the sheep, not count the sheep.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, uh, uh, but be that as it may, there's no doubt that there has been a, a very, very significant growth of the Church in China, and obviously with that, uh, the need for uh, pastors who are, uh, are trained or properly equipped to, to do pastoral work uh, within a, a local congregation is is therefore imperative to help believers grow in the faith. Uh, we're, we're called not only to be believers, but we're called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, to be followers, to be Christians, little Christs. You know, and I, I think the, the 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 critical need, and, and certainly there are many organizations that that are involved in uh, in this. This works, so we're certainly not looking at something entirely new. Uh, I think, uh, I think, from my perspective, uh, in relation to Adrian Rogers and his teaching, and certainly the the the, the pastoral training uh, module or curriculum, uh, this, as well as I think uh, his preaching, uh, the systematic preaching, the the biblical preaching, the pac- practical preaching, I think all of these things uh, will only go to strengthen uh, the Church in China further. And uh, so I think we need, to, we need to think through how we can, uh, we can uh, bring this to China. In a sense, we'll probably need to think through some contextual issues uh, as well, uh, in as much as I think he spoke to an American audience. Now, there are some truths that obviously are, are transcendent of culture and time, uh, but yet I think we'll, you know we'll need to work together with Steve and his team on, on how to really put together the best package uh, that will be uh, culturally, contextually appropriate uh, for, for what God is doing in China. And I think just as God has and continues to use the teaching of Adrian Rogers uh, today. Uh, you know, I'm 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 confident and praying that the Lord will enable these materials to to go to not only the church in China but maybe even the Chinese church worldwide for the strengthening of of His church and for for the Lord's glory.
0: Steve, you brought Jamie to
2: Memphis for a real specific reason. Why don't you share that? Well, what we're trying to do is network three or four different ministries, Jamie's ministry, the Billion Soul Network, and the Pastor Training Institute. What we're trying to do is bring together people who are interested in getting training and equipping probably the largest church in the world. Some say there are more born-again believers in China now than there are in the United States. There are over a billion Chinese speakers around the world. And just to give some context... The number two and number three languages, English and Spanish, are 300 million. So twice as many people speak, over twice as many, way more speak Chinese than speak either English or Spanish. So this is such an incredible strategic, as Jamie said, not just for China, but uh, for Chinese speakers around the world. We have an incredible group of Americans that that speak Chinese as their first language, the Chinese Americans and congregations in the United States. So we want to be able to take this training, give it to them as a tool. We're going to start in Mandarin Chinese, Lord willing. And Jamie has some incredible vision for what he wants to establish training centers all throughout what we would call mainland China and really further equip the Chinese church. I'm excited about it. I've never been to China, but we're planning on going in August. Jamie, thank you so much for spending time with our BOT Radio Network listeners today.
1: Wonderful to
0: be with you. Really appreciate it, and God bless your ministry. This is exciting, Steve. I'm excited. Thank you, Byron, for having us here. Thank you so much, and keep us updated. I'd also like for you to come
2: back, especially after your China trip. Let's share some stories, what God has done. Okay, let me share our website. It's pastortraining.com. So Pastor Singular, pastortraining.com, if you're interested in what we're doing, equipping pastors around the world. We'll have some information about specifically what we're wanting to do in Chinese and in China. Okay, Steve Rogers, thank you so much. Thank you, Byron. Jamie Taylor, thanks to you, too. That's
0: all the time we have on today's edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for stopping by.